37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 309 of Pixelated Paranormal. I am Sean. I'm feeling a hell of a lot better. And with me, as always, is Preston. Preston, how are you, buddy boy? Oh, man, I had a shit day today. What's up, all you cool ghosts and goblins, you crocodunes, crocodingos, you skeletors and skeletons and witchers and witches and whatever the fuck else you want to be. So, you know, we're coming up on the anniversary of uh, Dad's passing. Uh, that's going to be Monday, so that's two two years ago Dad passed away. And uh, oh, wow. w- when I got when I got married, uh, Mom had found his wedding ring. And she's like, you know, if you want to use this as a wedding ring, I think that'd be pretty cool. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it uh, always reminds me, you know, anything that reminds me of dad, I'm like, fuck yeah. Right. And I woke up this morning and couldn't find my fucking wedding ring at all. And, uh, like, the kid and I uh, were, like, searching around the house trying to find it. And he may or may not have been 20 minutes Ugh. late to school. And I couldn't find it. I'm like, Fuck. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm thinking that uh, maybe I lost it, like it fell off my hand because, you know, we've had cold weather and your skin shrinks when it gets cold outside. So, like, I, you know, yeah. I, I, I have like this uh, straight razor stand and on the top of it, there's like a little furling knob and that's usually where I set it. Uh-huh. And, you know, then I have my bracelets and my watch. And so I always have like a spot. So I'm like looking all over. I'm like, well, shit, maybe, maybe like it came off, uh, fell in the trash. Maybe that little bastard knocked it off because, you know, he gets in the bathroom to like glamour himself up. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so then I searched the trash can, couldn't find it. <clears throat> so apparently I, uh, you know, having a panic attack and mom was just in a pissy mood all day long so i'm just thinking i don't know maybe she's like realizing we're coming up on the date that dad dies so she's just being pissy because of that no she was actually just pissed because i got my kid late to school today and then (laughs) as she's lecturing about that she's like oh by the way i found your goddamn wedding ring and then (laughs) i apparently had i had left it i had left it on the kitchen table and it had got pushed under some stuff so she wanted to remind me of that and uh, you know what, little man, you may or may not be listening, but you little glizzy goblin butter and biscuit son of a bitch, happy birthday. You're going to be 14 tomorrow. Oh, wow. Fuck. I got four, two 14-year-olds now, and I'm not prepared for that. Yeah, I, so. I totally forgot. Yeah, he's a January birthday, right? Yeah, he's a January birthday. Hell baby. yeah, man. So. Oh shucks! Yeah, my oh, wife and I are oh. both Januarys as well. So oh shucks! Yeah, man. Well, before we get any farther in, guys, let's remind you: hit the old like and subscribe buttons. Give us a follow. If you're on the old iTunes and Amazon, give us a rating and review. Um, since we had to switch over to the whole new feed, we lost a lot of ratings and a lot of reviews. So if you guys wouldn't mind, Spotify, everywhere else, yeah, give us a rating, give us a review. Yeah, I think we're still sitting at fucking 299 subscribers on youtube like dude what mm-hmm. who, does, who does sean have to blow to get get us at 300 like that's where we're <laughs> <What>? at 
I figure we tag team it, man. I figure, oh. you know, we've been been in this together now for this long. You want to get the right <laughs> side and I get the left side, or maybe I should get the right side and you should get it's the left side. It's a twofer. Side. Yeah. <laughs> it's a twofer, baby. It's a twofer. <laughs> well, on this episode, we're back for part two of our dive into the icy world of the weird and wintry monster. And this time around, we got the Arctic Chupacabra, the child-stealing mermaid, and the snowy version of the Loch Ness Monster. So why don't you guys grab your favorite blankets and whip up a little more hot cocoa. But before that, we got a boatload of news to share with y'all because we skipped it last week because I felt like hot dog shit warmed over. Yeah. This time around, I'm about 90% better. Anyway, first up in the news, remember that story we covered back on episode 307 about that family that found the dead body in the deep freeze that belonged to that family member they were visiting over in California? Yeah. Okay. Well, heads up, because back on Friday last week on January 12th, to be exact, a couple in Grand Junction, Colorado was cleaning out a freezer that came with a bunch of stuff they had in the house that they had just purchased when an object that they said had looked a lot like a human head, fell out of the bag that was tucked under some other frozen goodies and fell onto the floor in front of them. They called the police. Mesa County Sheriff's Office is now investigating a potential homicide. The identity of the deceased has not been confirmed, but in a statement shared online, the Sheriff's Office said, Investigators believe this is an isolated incident and there's no ongoing threat to the community and an autopsy would then be carried out to give away further clues as to what it might be, who it might be, and what could have happened. Well, you fast forward to today, folks, Thursday, January 18th, and the autopsy report has confirmed what the couple found inside their fridge was indeed a human head, and apparently it also was accompanied by a set of human hands. A neighbor who declined to be identified told the news the new owners posted on social media inviting people to come over and pick up, quote, free stuff that was left in the home by the previous owner. And while cleaning out a deep freezer to be exact that was in the garage, the human remains were found in a black bag tucked underneath other frozen animal meat. The Mesa County Sheriff's Office said, at this time, we have no other definitive answers until further testing can be completed, but these types of tests take a significant amount of time. And again, we ask for patience from the public as this investigation continues. Sheriff officials say that they believe there's no ongoing threat to the community still, but they are asking anybody with knowledge as to what might have happened to please reach out to the investigators. The sheriff's office also went on to say, a thorough and detailed investigation is top priority of the Mesa County Sheriff's Office. Our hope is to positively identify the victim while remaining respectful to them and the victim's family. I mean, holy crap. Do they not know who the house was who who the house was owned by before the couple bought the fucking house? I mean, I don't think this is like the hardest mystery to solve. <laughs> we don't need to call in the Scooby-Doo gang. Oh, Jerry owned right. the house before the Smith, so apparently Jerry's the fucking killer. Like you're saying, you can't go find Jerry. Is Jerry dead? I mean, that could be something you could put in your fucking news article. Like, give us a little tidbit there. I'm just thinking, like, pretty easy case solved. That's the guy that did it. Who'd you buy the house from? <laughs> Where'd he move to? Huh? Yeah, I huh? think it's 
it's it's pretty simple, man. And I got to give a shout out to the uh, live chat over on YouTube because we got some real comedy gold here. Lazarus said if he'd been at the yard sale, he'd have scooted out with that head and not said shit. It's not every day you get a human head for free. There you go. And John said, I've heard of putting baking soda in the fridge to help odors, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, up next, folks. Did you guys hear about what happened over in Miami? Earlier this month, a video of a Miami crime scene went viral, with viewers claiming an extraterrestrial has been captured on film. And I have been hit in every direction from listeners sending this story in to us. Um, I wanted to touch on it last week, but again, we skipped the news. Any hoozle. Blurry aerial footage of a massive police presence surrounding the Bayside Marketplace Outdoor Mall earlier this month racked up millions of views throughout the week as social media users claim they saw a 10-foot-tall gray alien walking around between dozens of squad cars and storefronts at the mall. Now, apparently, people were going batshit bananas because it seems like every available squad and officer was at the scene. Sorry, squad car and officer was at the scene. All the squatters in California, in Miami, all the... All those fucking bums, they had nothing else to do. They were looking at the alien. <laughs> My God. Every available squad car and officer arrived at the scene of the apparent alien invasion, but police said at the time they were actually at the scene to apprehend several juveniles who were involved in a mass altercation where they apparently had been throwing fireworks at each other, causing massive damage to surrounding storefronts, which also led to reports that people were looting in the stores as well. That's right, folks. Apparently, there was a gigantic ballroom blitz erupting at the Bayside Marketplace Mall, involving tons of local teens calling every officer into action. And who knows, Preston, maybe some of the uh, unhomed as well. And apparently, that's just a uh, hot thing to do these days. Lazarus says uh, there's a guy on YouTube who remote viewed it, and it's the demon <laughs> Azazel. <laughs> And all this shit is coming to destroy all of this. And uh, the dude thinks okay. he's a uh, yeah. Antichrist vessel. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Hey, mystery solved, man. Let's just go ahead and end the podcast where it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think that guy well, who's remote viewing these... that shit needs to go remote view and figure out the fucking crime <laughs> or the, the missing, you know, the head in the freezer. Right. Well, on a more terrestrial note here real quick, this seems to be the hot thing to do right now. Apparently... All over the place, people are coordinating these giant Royal Rumbles inside of shopping malls in order to cause mass chaos. But anyway, several internet users claim something else was going on outside the police's story, that they were simply responding to a mob of battling high school looters. One account on Twitter claimed that a 10-foot-tall alien creature was attacking the mall, while another person said they zoomed in on one of the TikTok videos about the Miami mall creature, and it appears it's a gray creature walking in between police cars and the building. Well, the Miami Police Department went on to respond by releasing their own video addressing the incident on the Force's Instagram page. You can see seated at the desk, Officer Rafael Horta, addressing the camera to cheerfully deny that any mysterious visitor from outer space had been walking among the officers at the scene. His comments would have a comical twist at the end for those who watched all the way through, 
But he said, all right, guys, just to address the few clips that are going viral on social media right now. First, our response to that big incident at Bayside Marketplace. What happened there was about 50 or more juveniles that were shooting fireworks at people. There were also some looting going on, so officers were on the scene and having a little bit of trouble containing the mob. So there you go, presto, beep, boop, bop, mystery solved. Mm. Well, what about the supposed helicopter footage of the mysterious 10-foot-tall gray alien? Now, y'all could go on YouTube and TikTok and wherever else and watch this video because it's so goddamn grainy, it's not worth us flashing on the screen because that's just going to, you know, dilute the pixelation even more. Well, apparently it wasn't an alien after all because the police responded to the claim of a strange, incredibly tall entity that was walking around the squad cars and in front of buildings, and that that was just something called a citywide three. Three officers that are walking in a tri-formation, which allows them to move around carefully while protecting each other in a triangle formation. This formation caused a weird shape to be picked up by the cameras, which was also just casting a bizarre shadow on the ground, making many people think what they saw was a giant creeping monster. But for some internet users, the police department's claim wasn't evidence enough, and it was instead part of a larger cover-up of the alien's visit, and they doubled down on the alien theories. Many of the replies to the police department's Instagram page demanded further answers. One person wrote that they had heard planes were grounded during the incident, while others said... Where are the videos of the 50 kids shooting fireworks, huh? Huh? If that's really what happened. But not all corners of the internet bought into the alien theories. Several pointed out that while observing the ground at the base of the alien, it just shows that it's a regular human being with a long shadow casted by various lights as they walk around the scene. But with regards to the mall incident, the police department said that two male teenagers... Both 15 are facing charges of burglary, third-degree grand theft, battery, and resisting an officer without violence. Two other teens, 14 and 16, were also charged with resisting an officer without violence. So there you go, folks. Proof is in the pudding. It's just three cops stacked on top of each other wearing a trench coat. Yeah. Well, Presto, what do you think what's going on, man? What do you got for me here? You said you watched the video. Are we dealing with an alien here? Yeah, you know, look, it was like, it was so pixelated that it was like when I watched it, I'm like, I couldn't even tell like what the fuck I was looking at. Like, Uh-oh. was it just a kid in a white hoodie? Uh, was it a kid in a costume? Was it a real alien? Uh-oh. Was it well, uh, just <laughs> like, well, you, you know, like a bug flew across then. the screen? Like, it's just really bad footage, and um, you know what? That that Bigfoot footage of the of the train going through the, the mountains in Colorado, that was fucking more believable than this shitty video. The wild thing here to me that's incredibly annoying is you've got tons of Twitter users and TikTokers who are now making these eyewitness testimonials saying how they were there and they were scared for their lives and they had to hide for their own safety because the extraterrestrial eh, extraterrestrial creature was attacking them. Which to me is a pretty big old crock of BS, if you ask me, because, again, you can claim you're there all you want and then revel in all the clicks and likes you get, but you're all still lacking that one special piece of evidence, presto. Where the hell are the pictures and the footage? 
You know, we live in this era where every, yeah, everyone's got this HD camera in their pocket at all times. We can even record in HD now. So why do we get one simple footage, uh, one simple video of the shitty grainy helicopter footage from like 1993? Why aren't we getting like nice crisp HD zoomed in so close you can see its testicles footage? Yeah. Well, moving on to other things that are pixelated and into video game news you remember Tetris? Did you ever play Tetris on your computer in school or on your NES? Dude, I fucking played play Tetris nonstop on the Game Boy. I was like, you got it, man. Yeah, dude. Everybody, everybody that had a Game Boy played fucking Tetris. Yeah, dude. Well, apparently, since its initial launch in 1984, I guess Tetris has remained technically unbeaten for nearly 40 years. That, of course, was until a 13-year-old boy from Oklahoma named Willis Gibson finally beat the game as the first person to finish it back on December 21st, 2023. Tetris CEO Maya Rogers congratulated the 13-year-old boy on the achievement, calling the accomplishment a feat that defies all preconceived limits of the legendary game. So Gibson, playing with the gamer tag Blue Scooty, reached what is known uh, to many as the kill screen, which caused the game to crash after he reached level 157. Holy cow, dude. Now yeah. that might not sound I like level level twenty. The blocks go too fast, man. You can't keep up. Well, that might oh, yeah. not sound like much of a victory to anyone thinking about you know only high scores counting, but it's a highly coveted achievement in the world of video games, which record people pushing the hardware and software to their limits and beyond. The video game of uh, sorry, the video of Gibson beating the game was posted on Twitter back on January eighth, which is my wife's birthday, also David Bowie's birthday. Anyway, the video has already gotten over one hundred and thirty thousand views, and a screen recording of the game appears next to footage of Gibson reacting to his win. He held his hands over his face, breathing deeply for about 20 seconds before saying, I'm going to pass out. I can't feel my fingers. I can't feel my hands. So yeah, basically, kid hits level 100 and, what I say, 157. The screen gets glitchy. The game, you know, kind of overheats and it shuts down and boom, you've officially killed Tetris. Well, as mundane as that story might sound to you guys, it's not done yet. And we even have a mild scandal for a follow-up. Now, less than three, yeah, less than three weeks later, two more players have followed suit. The 13-year-old, who we've all seen now in the headlines, Blue Scooty, was indeed the first player to reach a kill screen, but he wasn't the only person trying, presto. The race to this coveted achievement was inspired by another player called Fractal161 and a small handful of other top Tetris masters have also been grinding out their own attempts, and it's worth noting that reaching these levels of the game wouldn't literally be possible several years ago. But since now it's only been relatively recent that players figured out the sort of specialized button-mashing techniques that make this ultra-high-level play possible. 
So I guess as you progress towards these higher levels, the game's coding gets really unstable and starts to glitch out, which at any point can cause your game to basically hit what they call a kill screen, supposedly meaning you beat the game. Well, anyway, the mild, yeah, the mild pixelated scandal here that I mentioned earlier is that the NES Tetris game, which is what many folks play to train for the championship, apparently has multiple kill screens, each with its own triggers under different conditions. So Blue Scooty's kill screen is activated by reaching level 157, making one single line clear, but the original kill screen target on a single line clear is level 155, apparently something that Scooty had missed during his achievement. So that means that while Scooty was the first person to ever reach a kill screen, the door for reaching the most efficient possible screen was still left wide open. And I guess back on January 3rd, Fractal 161, the player who inspired the challenge in the first place, managed to reach the level 155 kill screen. But here's what's wild, Preston, because if you weren't on the edge of your seat yet, the wild part here is just one day later, another player called Pixel Andy also reached the efficient kill screen. But it seems as though this pixelated rabbit hole deepens still, and the game isn't quite over yet. Because nobody has managed yet to complete what seems to be the game's loftiest challenge of all which is avoiding every single possible kill screen until beating the coveted level 255, in which once you beat level 255, it takes you back to the first level of Tetris, thus potentially, technically, officially beating the game. Hmm. John says uh, you're fake news because Billy Mitchell beat Tetris 20 years ago. <clears throat> no <Moving> shit. On. <laughs> Man, People yeah. are just destroying the news today. My God. Yeah. Well, I got another one for you, Preston. Apparently, Reese's is going to pieces. Fuck him. A Florida woman named Cynthia Kelly apparently sued the confectionery company Hershey for apparently misleading packaging on its Reese's chocolate, claiming the company's Halloween holiday chocolates were falsely advertising an inaccurate design on their packages that was not included on their products themselves. According to the New York Post, Kelly has sued the company for $5 million after providing extensive evidence of Hershey's deceiving packages. Now, what's going on here, Preston? Well, on the packaging for the Reese's Halloween pumpkins. Wake up. It depicts the pumpkins having the eyes and the mouths cut out. But when you open the package on the product itself, it just has smooth chocolate, baby. Yes, yeah, it's a fucking Reese's cup. Like it's always been smooth chocolate. for the last 30 fucking years. <laughs> smooth chocolate, Are you baby. Are me right now? Oh, don't worry. Save all your rage. God, don't don't give it. me all of it, because I'm just going to piss you off more here in a minute. <laughs> So this tells, <laughs> so this says, this lawsuit claims it would have deterred Kelly from purchasing had she known the truth. But it's not just Kelly who felt cheated by the misleading design as lawsuits have also arisen in other cities because people all over the world are getting a little pissed off. One creator called the pumpkin design a monstrosity 
while disgruntled Reddit users compared the brand's seasonal football design to be the same exact shape as this notorious <gasps> Easter Reese's egg shape. Now you can rage on, Preston, because apparently the Reese's egg... It's a fucking <laughs> peanut butter cup. Who gives a shit? You know what? Every... Every fucking candy company out there, every single goddamn holiday, they have a Santa Claus. They have a whatever on the fucking package. Who gives a shit when you open it up? Fucking eat it. You're going to get diabetes. Who gives a shit? Just fucking eat it and move the fuck on. There are bigger things in this world to be like, I'm going to sue somebody over than the fact that you opened up, you fucking foodie, you opened up a package and because it had a fucking... Uh, it didn't have. It wasn't. It wasn't a uh, a goddamn pumpkin. You're like, oh my god, I got a suit. Get, get, no, get out of here. I'm over it. No, moving on. Yeah, but I think the real scandal here is that the Reese's egg is the same as a football. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, the case is currently being investigated as a class action well, lawsuit. Did, you know what? My Dallas Cowboys. Uh, my Dallas Cowboys wouldn't lost their game had Reese's peanut butter cups actually. Put you know you know the the little design on the side of the chocolate to make it look more like a football. They would have won. I, I'm going to sue Reese's Peanut Butter Cup now because the Cowboys <laughs> lost. Maybe maybe Miami could have caught the fucking ball during their game had Reese's Peanut Butter made it look more like a, a football. I'm just saying. God, the case is currently under investigation as a class action lawsuit due to its large scale disruption. Hershey's, however, has declined to make a public statement at present, and it's unclear how long the case is going to take to resolve. <sighs> Man, I, I kind of lie on the other end of the spectrum, buddy. I feel like it is kind of shitty marketing. If you're going to have a little eyeball, a little mouth cut in there, and I open it up, and, man, it's eyes without a face, you know? Or should I say a face without eyes? It's late. It's lazy. It's lazy marketing. It's not false advertisement. They're just fucking lazy. You know what? They're celebrating the holiday. Throw a fucking pumpkin on there and make people buy it. But really, <laughs> you know what you're getting because it's the fucking. Re it could be in the shape of a fucking turd and you would still eat it because mm -hmm. it's a Reese's peanut butter cup. If that's your thing. That's true. That's very true. That's like me getting. That's like me getting upset because I opened up a fucking bag of M&M's and I'm like, oh, they all taste the same. I mean, they should be like Skittles. The yellow one should be a different <laughs> flavor. <laughs> you know, you know what you're getting when you open up a fucking bag of M&M's. You know what you're getting with Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. God bless America. Well, you know what happened to me once, dude? <sighs> like, I haven't talked about this in a long time, but one time I bought a bag of M&M's and you're not going to believe this. There weren't M's painted on them. They were W's. What? Yeah. They were upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I grew up, I, uh, my mom used to always call them WWs. Oh, anyway, folks, uh. here we are back at it. As we've already mentioned on the last episode, the Arctic region with its cold and often harsh environments have given birth to a plethora of unique and fascinating myths, cryptids... <laughs> That's the best. That's the best comment. Hold on. That's the best comment okay, okay. all night from John. I can see Bat Brad Pastotnik now being <laughs> <laughs> damaged by big Reese's. <laughs> God, the uh, the bull. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get you your money. Bring in the bull. <laughs> yeah, uh, I told you, man. Bring in the heat today. Bring in the heat. 
So as we already mentioned last episode, the Arctic region with its cold and often harsh environments have given birth to a plethora of unique and fascinating myths, cryptids, monsters, and legends. And the Inuit people, native to this region, have developed a rich tapestry of tales that speak about such creatures. Now, presto, do you remember what we talked about last time? Is your memory that sharp, or should I give us all a little recap here? <clears throat> oh, dude, my memory <laughs> shit. So, last time. I mean, we talked about uh, something... Something in Scotland that was a half merman. Uh, we talked about some like uh, Wendigo thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, that's all I got. Nope, I you're good. You're good. Um, I'll just piggyback on that. Last time we talked about the Chinu, the cannibalistic ice giant, very similar to a Wendigo. We talked about the IG Rack, the mm-hmm. shape shifting trickster who likes to kidnap children, and if they don't eat them, they let them go about 20 miles outside their village and watch them starve to death and freeze. Into their ultimate demise. We talked about the Nacleve, which is that uh, mermaid creature thing you were talking about, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I think we finished right around the infamous Mahaha the Tickler. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh! Editing that episode was so fun because I forgot how many times you laughed like that. And uh, I giggled every single time. You just go off into that little fucking tangical fucking giggle. (laughs) Well, this time we brought a couple more to finish off the topic. Why not start with the Pal Ryuk? Yet another Inuit creature. The Pal Ryuk is purportedly a giant sea monster that resides in the Bay Area of the Alaska Key Islands. Now, this creature is pretty rad, though, because it's almost like the platypus of the cryptid kingdom, because it has an assortment of strange features, almost like it has been made of all the spare parts itself. For example, it's got three pairs of legs, which each end in mammalian paws, similar to that of a dog or a wolf. It's got two heads resembling those of a fox mixed with a snake. It's got twin tails, short horns, three stomachs, thick fur, a long... Oh, yeah. Damn, it's a water cow. Yeah. A long serpent-like tongue, a tail resembling either that of a fish or a dolphin's fluke, and a serrated ridge that runs down the length of its back, completed with a trio of dorsal fins. Mm. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit, we could probably make one more of these. You know, it's something that, you know, a a bootleg toy maker might make with some spare parts. Yeah. Anyway, despite its size, the Paul Ryuk is known for being able to whisk away a human victim right off the boat dock or appear so quickly. Nobody but the victim even seems to notice. Not only does the Paul Ryuk have a strange appearance, it also has a strange hunting habit, too. It's said to be carnivorous and likes to rear the front seven or eight feet of its heavy body out of the water, only then to crash down upon kayaks used by many of the native people. Mm. The Paul Ryuk is said to possibly eat fish and people with a chameleon-like tongue that whips out, wraps around the unsuspecting victim and sucks it right back into its mouth, only to be met with a grin full of long, sharp fangs. Now, apparently some shaman are said to be able to summon the Paul Ryuk by tapping the bottom of the kayak or their canoe, 
or if you're just crazy enough, you can set up a play date with the monster by jumping into your waterway and tapping on the bottom of the boat with your finger. The monster stays in the water throughout most of the year, but it's able to swim through the earth during the winter months. So this bad boy, if it gets a little bit too tired of swimming in the cold water, can just make its way through big old piles of snow, said to possibly be responsible for some of the avalanches. Next up, we have the Key Kern. Well, some believe it's a vampire dog or a hellhound. The Key Kern is often described as a large dog. But it's a far cry from the comforting images of man's best friend that you and I know and love. Now, its body is primarily hairless, but it still has patches of fur in the most random of places, including around its feet, its ears, and its mouth, and the tip of its tail. Sounds like Bruce. <laughs> it kind of does. Or like a chupacabra, you know. Like Poor a little guy's going through, has alopecia because, uh, you know, he's an old-ass boxer. Yeah, yeah, so He's just got, like, random patches of fur all over his body. Yep. So. God love him. He's a good boy. Yeah. Good, good boy. Well, this thing has an eerie and unsettling appearance similar to that of a chupacabra or a raccoon with mange. But here's a fun part. It's also got six to eight sets of legs, almost like a chupacabra had a baby with the caterpillar. <laughs> These spirit dogs approach travelers during the winter months and said to be sometimes ethereal in nature, disappearing and reappearing quickly, kind of phasing in and out of sight. When the beasts get close enough to the traveler, he'll suffer endless fits, liberated by only the pain of death. Meaning, if you see one of these things, it'll incite such madness into you because you have no idea what the fuck you're seeing. You're just standing there and all of a sudden you see this thing flicker into your vision. And it's like a dog with mange and caterpillar legs just kind of flick, 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 flick. And it just drives you fucking bonkers till you go crazy, only to be relinquished by that sweet, sweet pain of death. Well, this may seem awful. It's easy to ward off the Keekrin, though. Ooh. I thought you had a question. <laughs> Were you yawning? Oh, you're no. you're a tired boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, this may Daddy's seem tired. <laughs> well, this I, I spent all my energy being mad about the Reese's peanut butter lady. <laughs> I'm like, I'm worn out. It's time for a nap. You know, I got to recharge. Uh, I got to recharge the rage. All good, man. All good. <laughs> well, this may seem awful. It's easy to ward off the Keekrin as they're known for being just as skittish as they are fierce. So as long as you can identify the beast, you can escape from its wrath simply by shouting the name of the creature, thus sending it running into the darkness with fear. Kind of like a bootleg Rumpelstiltskin. Oh. The key kern feeds off the unwitting and feels threatened when its intended victim knows, knows of its intent. These guys are also similar to the key loot, which is described as also being an evil earth spirit that takes the form of a black hairless dog, only having hair on its feet, much like the black dogs of Great Britain, but again, with mange. These things also follow travelers at night, attacking and then killing them. And if a trail of dogs tracks is if a, if a trail of dog tracks is found and suddenly disappears, it's believed that you might just be in the company of a key loot or a key kern. Now, here's the one I'm the most excited for, man, because to me, it oftentimes seems like all this folklore kind of circles back to its neighboring cousins. It seems to me like a lot of these wintry wonderland beasts are very similar to yokai. Well, among the Inuit people of Alaska and northern Canada, 
There's a legend which tells of a humanoid creature that lives underwater and hunts along the shorelines. This fearsome beast is called the Qualipolic, often described as having green, slimy skin, long hair like seaweed, and long, pointed, sharp fingernails. Their hands are webbed like an aquatic creature, along with scales and fins, oftentimes seen wearing an amotique, which I probably butchered. But basically what that is is a little satchel or a bag that's commonly worn by Inuit women to secure their babies to their backs. Anyway, these creatures use this to carry children they snatch off the shorelines. They're also said to have two flippers, and they're, they're also able to emit shrill sounds that paralyze their victims, and they also have the ability to alter their appearance through a technique known as Pilutita Minunik. These creepy Arctic mermaid demons often lurk under the water in the Arctic regions of the world, living along the coast. The Qualipolic hunts along the ice flows, kidnapping children that wander too close to the edge. One strategy they use, oftentimes hunting, is to emit an ethereal hum that perplexes and draws children closer to the water's edge so they can easily be pulled in. One tactic they use is to use their seaweed-like hair like a medusa, mm. whip it out of the water, wrap it around the child, and bring them right back into the water. Also like a kappa, they can use chunks of ice to be thrown out of the water to ping the kids in the head, similar to the way that, similar to the, way the kappa will spit water out. If hit hard enough in the head by a chunk of ice, you guessed it, they'll fall right in the water, allowing these creatures to grab them and suck them down and through a hole. Then they take them back to their hidden lair or cave below the ocean surface, where the creature will, the creature will bring its victims. It keeps them in a docile, trance-like state and drains the children's energy or life force until it's spent. Then as times pass, the creature consumes more and more of the youthful energy, growing younger and stronger and even more beautiful. Through its ritual, it can continuously regenerate and in doing so maintain a state of immortality or eternal youth. The Qualipolic can be outsmarted by its targets. They're said to be invulnerable in their natural state, but some clever Inuit hunters have found ways to bypass this. See, these creatures are also shapeshifters. So if they found that they were in company of one of these demon mermaids, they'd call out and ask the creature to show off by changing shape, usually into something like a seal or a whale, something they could easily kill and bring home as a valuable catch. Anyway, there's oftentimes tales associated with the Qualipolic of children willingly being given away. One such tale is of a grandmother and a grandson who were struggling without food. The grandmother called upon the Qualipolic to come and take the child away as she was not able to feed him and thus thought the child would be better off. Anyway, once the tribe was able to successfully hunt again, a young Inuit couple took it upon themselves to go back and retrieve, <laughs> retrieve the child. They were able to track him down, tethered to a piece of seaweed by the Qualipolic, so he couldn't escape. However, they were not able to retrieve him because the Qualipolic would drag him back under the water whenever they got close enough to snatch the child, kind of like a really twisted version of a yo-yo. 
Anyway, the couple stealthily hid nearby all night long and managed to sneak up and cut the child free once the sun rose up. So anyway, there you go, folks. That kind of concludes our dive into the wintry wonderland of snow beasts. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a good time. Preston, got any other uh, icy creatures to add to the mix there? Nothing. I mean, I got that whole book for Christmas, but if I if I give it all now, then we're not going to have a Christmas you know, 24 episode. <laughs> I know. So, I know. We brought yeah, up... I get daddy. Daddy's got to save stuff, so... Yeah. No, we brought up the idea of doing this, and you're like, dude, I got a whole fucking book, and I'm just like, boom, pay dirt. And you're like, yeah, it's actually going to be for Christmas next year. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right, man. It's all right. I'll gladly wait for Christmas content. We also got that uh, Krampus Smut book we got to finish. Oh! You know, Christmas might be busy for us this year. Anyways, need a beard, want a beard. Want to grow the best damn beard possible? Well, we have the solution for you. Introducing Big Dobbs Beard Bomb 2.0, the ultimate beard butter that makes everything better. Picture this. You're strolling through a crowded mall, and suddenly you encounter a group of suspicious-looking individuals claiming to be aliens. (laughs) But fear not, with Big Dobbs Beard Bomb 2.0, your beard will be so magnificent that even these fake-ass extraterrestrials won't be able to resist its charm. And that's not all. Are you tired of playing Tetris in your mom's basement, feeling like a total nerd? Well, with Big Dobbs Beard Bomb 2.0, you can conquer the game in style. Imagine the envy of all your friends and stack those blocks (laughs) with confidence that only a well-groomed beard can provide. Dude, how'd you get so good at Tetris? It's all thanks to Big Dobbs Beard Bomb 2.0. But wait, there's more. We know you love the paranormal, and that's why we've infused our beard bomb with a hint of citrus. Perfect for those who want to embrace the mysterious and unexplained. With every whiff, you'll feel like you're on a ghost hunting adventure, ready to uncover the secrets of the unknown. And here's the best part. Use promo code PXLPARA for a whopping 20% off your order. That's right, a discount that's out of this world. So don't wait any longer. Head over to BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order and pick yourself up that citrus-scented awesomeness today. Remember, beard butter makes everything better. Big Dobbs Beard Bomb 2.0, the only choice for bitter champions. Big Dobbs Beard Bomb 2.0 is not responsible for any encounters with real aliens or paranormal entities. Use at your own risk. Offer valid. Limited time only. <laughs> nice. Nice. I like it, man. I like it. Hell yeah, dude. Well, if you're on the social medias, please give Big Dobbs Beard Bomb a follow. And also give us a follow. On Instagram, we are at PXLParanormal. On Facebook, we are the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. We're also on Spotify and everywhere else you can find your podcasts. Yeah. And like I said earlier, please give us some ratings, give us some reviews on Spotify, on iTunes, over on Amazon, Google, everywhere else you give podcasts a listen to. Anyway, if you're in the Wichita area, please also stop by and see our dear, dear friend Leslie and the rest of the gang over at CD Trade Post, Pawnee, and Seneca. Also, stop by and check out Paranormal Egg Experience, the food truck, and Paranormal.cafe. Two really great restaurants owned by the same great folks with all paranormal-themed food items. Pretty, pretty fantastic stuff. 
All right, everybody. Thanks for everybody joining us and watching. Thanks for putting up with my nasally, nasally voice. I uh, was ready to go and all of a sudden my nose plugged up, so I'm kind of stuffed up right now. <laughs> Man, you know what? We didn't even look over at Facebook to see who all's watching there. By golly, I always forget that we have that going, man. Leslie said hi. Leslie said hi. hi. Leslie. Okay, sweet. Hell yeah. What's up, Leslie? Yeah. yeah, we need to monitor that a little bit better next time. But uh, anywho, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll be back next week. And don't forget, we're doing these bad boys Thursday nights regularly now. Ooh, actually, you know what? I've got company coming over Thursday night. You want to do Wednesday night instead? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know what? We can do Wednesday. Uh, we can do Wednesday night. Okay. I'm, uh, you know, I even though I got to get up at the ass crack of dawn, take my kids to school, I'll just come back home and nap till it's time to meet up. We could go. We could go early. You want to go nine o'clock next week? Yeah. Why do we even yeah, bother trying to find that. a regular time? I don't know. Me neither. Okay. It changes. Thursdays know. will be the regular spot, except for next week. <laughs> Good God, right? I don't know. It's been yeah. eight years. We haven't figured it out yet, so why try now anyway? We'll play it by ear. <sighs> With that being said, I'm a- Wednesdays and or Thursdays, <laughs> mostly Thursdays, but maybe Wednesdays. And if shit goes sours, quite possibly Tuesdays and or Fridays. But only Sundays are D&D, so you need to get... You guys, you need to get your shit together and just start paying attention, because, I mean... We're consistent by not being consistent. Yeah, yeah. Just and you should be used to it. Just think of it this way. Yeah, weekly. We're gonna do it weekly. We just don't know what day. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. You know, good stuff. All jokes aside, though, we really appreciate all you guys. Fire Pixie, Lazarus, John, Leslie, everybody else who jumped on and watched us. We really appreciate all you guys for following us and watching and being there for us. So, uh, Israel, what's up, buddy? With that being said, I'm going to raise this glass of non-alcoholic ginger beer. Um, that being said, real quick, side note, I've been doing dry January just because I can't drink because I've been sick. So that's fun. Cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal your guide to the unusual and the strange.